Virginia Tech, where we're good, but never that good. Hello and welcome to College Cast. I'm your host, Finn, and today we're going to be talking about Virginia Tech in our run with ACC teams. This will be the last ACC team I do before I run into, you know, I'll go with the Pac-12 next because that'll be fun. But anyway, Virginia Tech. This is a team that, you know, you always know is a decent team. You always look at a team's schedule and you see Virginia Tech and you're like, that's not going to be handed to them. They have had, like, coaching changes the past couple of years have been, it's been a little, it's made them stumble. Last year they were ranked and I thought they were a pretty decent team uh, before they stumbled. And really speaking on it on last season, you had that bad loss, you had a really good loss, excuse me, to UNC. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic loss. They played really well. They just UNC was the better team. You can't, you know, just some you can't beat a better team. And I thought they played really well for not being the better team. And then they kind of shot themselves in the foot at Liberty. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the ending to that game, that might be one of the most heartbreaking ways to lose a football game. And then they had a good loss against Miami. Like this, this team was. This team was maybe a couple of, of good turns away from being, a. They played ten games from being probably from, a seven and, three team. Like this was. This team was close. Now they did have some bad losses at the end of the season. Forty-seven to fourteen at Pittsburgh doesn't exactly see, scream. Look at us, we're super great. It's not just just not a good way. And they did th- their losses were not great. You can look at Wake, oh, the loss to Wake Forest. Said they shot themselves in the foot against Liberty, and a team that they probably should have been. Liberty was ranked. They had another good loss against Miami. I mentioned the North Carolina game earlier, which was much closer than the score would indicate. They hung around there for as long as they possibly could. So this was a team that was really close to not only having a winning record, but having it being over five hundred by a couple games. So, if you've been watching the NFL draft recently, you'll have noted then the first round that two Virginia Tech players got picked. Those two are Caleb Farley and Christian Darrisaw, who were really good for for, for the for Virginia Tech, which is why they got obviously got drafted in the first round. Those are obviously guys they're gonna have to have to find a replacement for, but they also lost Divine Diablo on the second day. And they're losing the on top of that, they're losing running back their their top running back Khalil Herbert, Rashad Ashby, linebacker, and uh another defensive lineman, Justice just uh Justice Reed. So this is gonna be a team that defensively 
is really going to have to go through is really going to be going through a transition year as as you'll see younger players maybe some experience but but players who never really saw the opportunity behind you know these big these guys that I think could be very good in the NFL so offensive line wise you know Christian Farley is I mean Chris, Christian Christian Darisaw tough player to lose but you know these losses these losses happen the Virginia Tech seen had you know is is a program that's had a lot of guys drafted and it's just going to be it's going to be one of those years where they're going to have to uh find a way back really the for me the biggest the, the most intriguing thing going into the season about this team is going to be who's going to take over our running back because this this is gonna be a really it's it's gonna be fun to see the competition play out. It's gonna be fun to see these guys run. Jalen Holston and Raheem Blackshear should be seeing most of the ball. Uh, these guys have wait waited their turn, and they, they I mean they, they should absolutely be seeing most of the ball. That being said, I do think you'll be seeing it go some to Marco Lee and Keyshawn uh, and uh, Keyshawn King. We should see them getting a couple reps as well. So I think the ball will be divided. And I think I'm going into the summer, summer training, summer camp. I'm going to be really curious to see which player jumps ahead because I do think the ball is going to be split between the four of them, mainly between. Holston and Blackshear, but I'm curious which one of these two will really step up and take that position as the top running back on the team. Quarterback-wise, we should still see Hendon Hooker, who was a, who was a good running back. Essentially, he's a very good runner. He ranked 70th among all all players run rushing. He had 1,339 passing yards, so nothing to write home about. Uh, he had a 65.3% completion percentage, five interceptions, nine TDs, and I mentioned earlier, 620 rushing yards, uh, which was most for, actually most for second among second most running rushing yards among quarterbacks, which is pretty good. And uh, or no, excuse me, third. Third most, third most yards, third most yards among quarterbacks. Excuse me, and he had a sixty-nine QBR. So we should we should still see him back. I think he I think it was a good option last year. He was a, he was a fairly decent quarterback. He's not he's not he's nothing special. He's no Michael Vick or anything, but he gets the job done. I think I think this year could be an could be a great opportunity. For them, with not having that great of a, not an amazingly difficult schedule, to potentially win quite a few game more games than they probably should, they have UNC to start off with, which is a difficult game. I will not expect them to really do much, really be competitive in the first game because. This is a team that has seen has seen significant losses on the defensive side, 
and now UNC's got Sam Howell coming into his third year. So I think he's I think Sam Howell's gonna rip their defense apart. So I don't think they should. I I think it's gonna be a rough start to to the season with what I would think is probably gonna be around a forty six to ten loss would be my guess. And then they got Middle Tennessee State. They should they should win that unless they get blown out like they did again unless they just get killed off like they did a few years ago against Old Dominion. Then they go away to West Virginia, which will be for me their biggest game in the early season because this is a game where you'll see, I assume they'll be going in one and one and West Virginia's a decent opponent. And if they can get a win there, they'll give themselves enough confidence where they'll go into Richmond, win that because Richmond's not a very good team. They'll lose to Notre Dame. Again, nobody, Nobody thinks they're going to beat Notre Dame. Nobody thinks they're going to beat UNC. But they'll be three and two, going against Pitt, who did kill them last year. But it's still Pitt. And then they got Syracuse, got Georgia Tech. That's a great. That's just a great three-game stretch of poor teams, and a well-coached team with decent amount of talent like Virginia Tech should beat them. You got Boston College. I'm. I've been a fan of what Boston College has done. I think they've their Clemson game last year was amazing. I think they played fairly well against all the good teams they played, especially against UNC. They should I think Virginia Tech will still win that. Then they got Duke. That's a win. Miami. I said in Miami video, I think Miami's going to struggle in that one, and even though this is a way for Virginia Tech. I think they could sneak away with a win. And then they got UVA. That being said, that's the best case scenario with the teams that I the teams that I'm saying should be bad with them just kind of laying down and not doing much. I think they'll probably have an 8 and 4, 7 and 5 record with Obviously, losses against Notre Dame, UNC. And then I do think there is that possibility of a Miami game, but I also do think there could be just two other games where they just trip up. And, you know, that could be against, we saw, we saw last year against Pitt. That could, this year could be anybody. Could be UVA, could be, could be Georgia Tech. So I'm going to say they're going to get, they're going, going to go eight and four. I think best case scenario where they just, it isn't incredible like they got tough teams but it isn't i mean they they basically they, they have all their tough games early on in the season and then they have a tough two weeks at the end and then but but between that they really don't have a lot so i think this is a team that is looking at hey we don't you know that middle part of the season is where we can give ourselves you know Give our give put ourselves in a good bowl game, potentially potentially get us get, get them ranked if they're you know going eight and two going into going to the Boston College game not going in with two losses going to the Boston College game. So this team should be fine. It is going to be an adjustment year. I think it's it's a fine like their schedule isn't incredibly difficult, but it isn't incredibly it isn't easy, but it isn't incredibly difficult either. So this will be this will be an interesting year for Virginia Tech. Uh, and it, Virginia Tech always finds a way to 
be middle of the pack. So don't expect too much from them, but you can't, you might be able to see a little bit of hope. This is not so deep dives, Virginia Tech edition. Thank you guys for listening. Adios.